0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Buyers Auto. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Spencer Holbrook. We're in person. Uh, we're down here in Columbus at Roosters, uh, you know, celebrating uh, summer. We're back. We're, we're back. Far enough we're apart back. To be back. I can't reach you, which is exactly how far apart we should be. Um, Spencer, speaking of uh, distance, Ohio State continues to grow the distance between itself and every other program in the country on the recruiting trail, despite, I mean, everyone's kind of doing well. Like, people are picking up at a pace that is extremely unnatural. As we've talked about, there's like three times the amount of kids committed right now uh, in the class of 2021 as there were in the class of 2020 at this time. Kids are jumping at the champing at the bit to get into a class. And uh, Ohio State is taking advantage of that. The most recent one, Denzel Burke, cornerback athlete from Sawaro High School in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you followed my work for a long time, then you know how glad I am that someone from Saguaro has uh, finally committed to Ohio State. Still not Christian Kirk, but I'll get over it. Um, Denzel Burke, not Christian Kirk, is a guy that, I don't want to say we haven't talked about a lot because um, you you can be honest, but we haven't talked about him a lot. And it wasn't because there wasn't interest or that I didn't know that there was interest. Burke himself hasn't been extremely chatty about his recruitment. Um, And it's just one of those things where you, uh, maybe it is the new normal, right? But like, Maybe we just have to accept the fact that kids are thinking and willing to commit right now without visiting schools if it's one of the schools that are in that upper echelon because Denzel Burke had only done one virtual visit with Ohio State two plus weeks ago um, and decided, hey, you know what, I'm going to take that spot and uh, now we'll talk about the dominoes of what that means. But I mean, did you watch his tape? Did you see what... What do you see on him? He's really talented, and he can do everything. He would probably,
1: I would say, his tag of athlete is perfect. I think he would probably be a top 400 prospect if he was a wide receiver, uh, top 300 prospect if he, you know, if he was a corner defensive back hybrid, whatever they are now, because there's not really a set defensive back Ohio State recruits. So to see him where he is in that top 200, 250 range, depending on what site you look at. It's about perfect. I think he's a really rangy athlete. I think he's an instinctive athlete. I, I like the pickup. Uh, it kind of came out of left field. We haven't really talked about him a lot. Everybody's so enamored with, you know, the Tony Grimes of the world. You got Derek Davis. You've got Jalen Davies. And then there's Denzel Burke, who Ohio State liked a lot, but, you know, you've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And we don't have to bring up the library again. But, like, these kids do not need to see campus. Yeah.
0: Every time we've written uh, in the last two months about defensive back recruiting in 2021. It's always sort of been like, here's Jordan Hancock, here's a potential Tony Grimes interest, and then you have these other guys on the periphery. There's Jalen Davies, there's Derek Davis, and there's Denzel Burke. I've written his name a dozen times, but it's always sort of in passing, like He's still in the mix. They're still talking. There's still interest. Um, But again, you just don't really get an idea of how interested someone is until they put in that time and money. And I think that's why the unofficial visits. Money? uh, To to make a visit. Oh, okay. That's why I think sometimes the unofficial visits are sometimes viewed uh, as such a a barometer and whether or not a kid is interested in a school because if a family puts its money on the line and flies out from Arizona to Ohio, then all of a sudden you go, okay, that guy is actually really interested in Ohio State and not just offer collecting or, you know, looking for the cloud of putting Ohio State in its top five. I asked Buckeyes sources over the weekend when, when, when I was told about uh, what was going on at Burke on Saturday night, you know, who do you see? Who do you see? Uh, and I was told Garyon Conley and Denzel Ward wow, as, a common, as, as a, that type of prospect. So those are two guys that uh, Garyon Conley, when he came out of Massillon, uh, Washington High School, he was an athlete playing wide receiver most of the time for, for uh, Massillon, who was committed to Michigan when he you know ended up flipping to Ohio State. Uh, and Denzel Ward was a guy that didn't get his offer till summer camp. No, don't you, right? Right, uh, he didn't get his offer till uh, summer camp, so like n- next week from now. So, obviously, the the ceiling that Ohio State sees with Denzel Burke is high, um, top five pick high. Right, I mean, those are two first round cornerbacks, and uh, you, you certainly don't know where it goes. I, I think the the biggest thing that you can make a mistake in was if looking at recruiting uh, numbers and stats and stuff like that. Is you see on his two four seven profile, it says he runs a four seven two or something like that, and I, I just you don't know how. He probably
1: ran that at, like, some opening regional camp. Right, when he was 15, and
0: then that's all they have on him. So, Ohio State's watched him in film. Ohio State did, and this is a major difference as opposed to, like, Jalen Davies, for example. Uh, Ohio State and Ryan Day did get a chance to see him. In person uh, this winter, because Ryan Day went out to to Arizona when they were out there with Lathan Ransom, so there was an opportunity to get to actually meet Denzel Burke in person and to get to see him move and work in person. So um, they, they they at least had a, a better understanding, which is why I think when people are like, oh, well, what about Jalen Davies? What about Jalen Davies, who who they hadn't seen in person, hadn't met in person, hasn't visited either. And, and now you start to wonder, like, how do they make that decision? And, and clearly Ohio State's always going to look at it and say, you know, where's the most comfort with the relationship? And maybe that's it. I personally uh, thought that Jalen Davies maybe made more sense in that final cornerback spot. Uh, he still could. He still could. But, I mean, it's, it's highly unlikely now, I guess, that they're going to add a, a fourth true cornerback uh, because right now there are six defensive backs committed. Well,
1: yeah, and we were going to talk about dominoes. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but- they
0: were I think
1: it now comes down to Ohio State had a big, and I think you can look back to 2020 and even look at some stuff there, Ohio they had a big offensive line class in 2020. Do they want to take, how many offensive linemen do they want to take, and if they fall short of how many they want to take in the offensive line category, are they willing to take another defensive back? Yeah. If they fall short in the wide receiver category, how many are they willing to take in the defensive back category? I think a lot of factors can
0: go into that decision but i i do think they they're more than likely done it yeah oftentimes back. that comes down to the player himself and so i think you still you still see someone like jordan hancock who is at the very top of the board if he was willing to take a visit to ohio state being committed to clemson they'd certainly welcome him in the class
1: if you're jordan hancock if you're tony grimes if you're we, i i'll do offensive line too because it seems like those are two of the big positions of of need in the class uh if you're jc latham if you want in the class, you're in the class. Yeah. There's no saying no to those guys. I, I think it's very unlikely that, that Ohio State's coaching staff would say no if those guys wanted to commit. Now, th- that, then, it's, like you said, just up to the individual player.
0: But, yeah, because I mean, you have to understand it's still the player's decision. If, if you're Jalen Davies, Ohio State's going to continue to recruit Jalen Davies, but now do you want to be the fourth cornerback in a class? And you might not want to be. I, if I had a crystal ball, I would move that one to Arizona State. At this point, um, because I think the Sun Devils are the team that it was running second there behind Ohio State. Now, what does that mean for Derek Davis? Uh, I don't think it means anything for Derek Davis. I think that he's a player who was probably more of a safety slash linebacker slash bullet position, and I don't think that he is as affected by the commitment of Burke as um, Jalen Davies was. So I, I don't think that there's any. Uh, like sense that Denzel Burke committing eliminates Derrick Davis. It's interesting that you say that because
1: we talk about positionless defensive recruiting at Ohio State all the time. Unless you're on the defensive line, you're not going to move any. Derrick Davis could not be affected by having a sixth defensive back in here. But hey, by the way, Ohio State needs another linebacker. So if you take him, okay, do you have seven defensive backs or do you have two linebackers?
0: Well, that's why you so, thats why you recruit guys who yeah, can play you multiple can, spots. And Derek Davis, uh, Georgia is still involved. Uh, Penn State is still involved. Clemson, you wonder if they're going to kind of fall out uh, with the commitment of Barrett Carter joining them last week. You know, there's, there's dominoes that are coming around the country, as we talked about. There's three times the number of kids committed right now that there were a year ago at this time. Ohio State does want another linebacker. We know that. I thought, I mean, just to stay on that point, or to put a capper on the point, I thought Jalen Davies made more sense from a pipeline perspective than Denzel Burke. Um, now, comparably, I mean, you have one of them ranked like the number 10 cornerback in the country. One has ranked number 11 and someone's... So they're right there, side by side. They're both the same height. They're both very roughly the same weight. But What you look at with Matter Day in Santa Ana, California, which is one of the high schools that are like the best programs in the entire country, Buckeyes want John Davis, the linebacker there, committed to LSU. They have offered four kids from Matter Day in the class of 2022 already. I thought that the... The delay, the supposed delay, I guess, between now and kids getting back on campus would give them a buffer where they didn't have to make that sort of decision right now. But clearly they felt like Denzel Burke fit what they wanted, and he's now commitment number 19, defensive back number 6, Arizona, third kid from Arizona in the last two years, and again, a player that Ohio State values very highly.
1: Well... You could look at it this way, though. If you recruit Matter Day High School, that's one program. Mm -hmm. But if you keep taking kids from Arizona, you're getting the whole state. And there's a lot of kids in Arizona that that are becoming – that state is becoming somewhat of a mini hotbed for high school football. If you can open up a pipeline with most programs in Arizona, I think you're willing to make that trade than one program in Southern California.
0: Yeah, and I think that from a logistical standpoint – Ray Davis is committed to LSU still, so it's not like saying, Jalen Davis, you Jalen Davis, Jalen Davis, we have to have you, have to have you opens up a door with Rajon Davis any more than it does than it is already opened or closed so I don't think that you're going to see any real impact negative uh, or positive when it comes to Rajon Davis but you know I I think what people are curious about which is what the, the point of this episode of Talking Stuff is is to really break down that board and I was told very specifically very explicitly there are no doors closed at this point for Ohio State when it comes to recruiting the defensive backfield so Just because they have six doesn't mean they're not recruiting any others. They're still going to be talking. Everyone should be preparing for a wild September, November, December. Uh, Even schools like Ohio State who are traditionally pretty much unfazed by decommitments unless it's something that they sort of uh, wanted to happen. It seems very unlikely that you're going to get through this upcoming season unscathed. So it's good to have... Backup plans. It's good to have uh, other guys that you've been dealing with and recruiting, um, but the hierarchy, the, the the totem pole, seems to be pretty set.
1: And it, it almost got a little murkier, didn't it? Because now you've got another defensive back committed without closing any doors. Well, what exactly does that mean then? Are the you is this, is Ohio State actually going to take seven, eight, however many defensive backs? Yeah. are they, Is that actually going to happen? So it's almost in a way, a little murkier because you just don't really know exactly what they want, what the plans are, whereas most years you're like, okay, they're going to take three yeah. wide receivers, four offensive linemen, two defense, two defensive tackles. It's, you got no idea, but you do know one thing. They have a good enough foundation now. You're going to see them attack the top of the board.
0: And what you know is that Ohio State is always going to try to recruit, as you said, the, the best players in the country. It's going so.
1: to be an all-out, you know, full court press on the top of the board. You've got your foundation. You've got your eighteen, nineteen guys that fill out every class of Ohio State. Your four-star guys. Now is your opportunity. You've already got that foundation. As long as you can keep those guys locked in, you can go after the biggest fish in the pond. The
0: the the simple truth is that at a place like Ohio State, numbers are gonna work out. Yeah. They always do. So, I, I know that it's one of those like many plots that people love to talk about and ask about every year how they're going to work the numbers how are they going to work the numbers what numbers what number the, it doesn't matter they're going to take as many great players as they can in every class and right now the buckeyes have the country's top-ranked class by a, a wide margin with five or six or seven or maybe even more spots to fill so it, go ahead ohio
1: state I, I don't i want to put this as Politely as possible. Ohio State's not going to stop the recruiting momentum for the number one class in the country, for the sake of keeping the number 14 offensive lineman on the on the current roster. Correct. Like that's just, it's blunt. It might not always be the best thing. I don't know really how they maneuver that, but they're always going to find a way. Especially if you have momentum in a class, your 2021 class, you can take as many guys as you want. It's it's not really, but you know what I'm trying to say.
0: You're never going to slow down recruiting momentum just because you're going to be over the numbers. The numbers always work themselves out. Always. And we always find a way to work ourselves out uh, when it comes to talking stuff. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Letterman Rowe, brought to you again by our friends at Byers Auto. Thanks for watching, everyone. We will catch you in a few days. Have a great rest of your week.